Hey, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Howard Jacobson. Before we get to today's episode, a question. Would you like to become a wicked effective health coach to help people change their behaviors, change their habits, change their health destinies, and to be able to do it through a reliable process, one that works every time? If so, I'd invite you to check out the WellStart Health Coach Training Academy. And you can find it at wellstartcoach.com. And you can check and see when we're running our next training course. All right, let's get to today's topic. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Davis, and I'm joined today by Howard Jacobson, the other one of your hosts. Hey, hey. how are you today, Howard? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, uh, working on some writing projects and procrastinating the hell out of them. So I want to thank you for that. So you're saying this is going to be an extra long discussion? <laughs> could could go days. <laughs> this is a filibuster. <laughs> if, Perfect. If they if they can't reach me, they can't complain. That's right. <laughs> you're 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 tied up. Did you mark yourself as busy on the on the phone and everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so this is going to be easy for me, guys. I'm going to just sit here. Howard's mentioned that he's going to do a filibuster, so I'm just going to sit here and watch him go. <laughs> so, uh, no, actually, you know, actually today uh, we're kind of going to take it back to something that we mentioned uh, in the last episode that Howard and I recorded together, uh, which was we talked about the wham, and we I think we just kind of loudly yelled wham and didn't really say what that meant mm-hmm. and yeah. moved on. Yeah. So um, today we're going to sing. You got to have faith. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys probably should turn off the uh, audio right now. <laughs> so, um, so what this is, I mean, this is kind of a, a, a way of looking at um, or a way of determining what next steps could come as you've kind of, kind of begun to work with a client and figure out what they're, what they're going to do you can't just jump in and give them a task to do that has nothing to do. Wow. That's a lot of do's <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> you can't just give them a task of anything at random. There needs to be a purpose in why this person is going to do the thing that you agree upon for the week. So, um, kind of what we're talking about here today, I, I feel like just helps us to determine what are the steps that are going to actually be productive and move us toward the goal. Yeah, so WAM is you know the Well Start Health Attainment Model, um, one of the great acronyms of, of, of my career. Um, yeah, it's much much better than something that I tried to push on Peter Bregman. Where were we working together? The the um, uh, was it the Bregman Accelerated Results Framework? <laughs> All right, that uh, would have been a good one. <laughs> or the the AdWords Success model. System. <laughs> Uh, so, so I'm definitely improving my uh, my acronym game. So the the issue is like, what do we coach on? Right? Because someone will come in, they'll have a problem or something they want to achieve, and like a lot of us have been taught that we have to motivate them. Like the issue is motivation, and motivation is a part. So let's 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 start with a metaphor that like somebody wants to go on a trip. They want to, you know, drive to a place. So the first thing, or the, you know, the first thing is, do they actually want to drive there? 
So if they don't want to drive there, they're not even going to get into the car and go. Um, the second thing is they might they want to drive there. But let's say the person who wants to go is six years old and actually can't reach the pedal, you know, can't doesn't know how to drive. And it's hard to get there. Yeah, well, they won't even try. Right. I mean, there was that story, weird story, like a month ago about a kid who tried to like leave home and drive his family's car to California because he wanted a, a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> but like if you don't think you're going to do something, you're not going to do it. So there is the issue of you know, so you have to want to do it and you have to believe you can do it. At, at that point, you have to know what to do. So, you know, how do you how do you start a car? What are the buttons for? Right. You have to understand a little bit enough to know that you have to turn the key in the ignition or, or hotwire it or something to get a spark to the, from the spark plugs to the engine. And you know, here, here, that's where my knowledge of cars ends. So I'll stop there. Yeah. But that's enough. <laughs> it's enough. I get right. you going. <laughs> like I need I know enough about cars to drive one. Right. right. So that's the strategy. Then there's the tactics. Right. Do I know? what the blinker does? Do I know what the different pedals actually do? Do I know how to gear shift? All right. And so, you know, you can get that in like driver's ed. You can watch movies. You can read the manual on how to do it. But that's very different from having the skill. Right. Do you remember like when you learned how to drive and you knew Right. What you had, you knew the strategy, like you want to go straight, stop at stop signs, stop at red lights, turn right, turn left at intersections. You knew the tactics. OK, this this pedal is the brake. This one is the gas. Did you ever like press the wrong one? Like, out of <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the story that comes to my mind when when you talk about like knowing the, the tactics and the strategy for driving and being really young and learning how to do it is not so much about pushing the wrong pedal. Well, I guess sort of. Not pushing the brake enough and going around a corner and feeling like the thing was going to roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, see, I was more cautious. Well, I, I, would, I would hit the brake and like people would get whiplash in the car. Yeah. Right. So, so there is skill, right, which is a different thing from strategy and tactics. Um, all right, so then... Let's say you can do all the you want to go, you do all these things and you're driving along the road and you see a restaurant and you stop at the restaurant to eat and you just never get back in your car. You're like, I'm going to live here at the restaurant. This place is this is fine. All right. So that's a question of follow through. All right. And then eventually um, you, you say, OK, well, this is you know, I'm a driver. This is my identity. This is what I do. And so it becomes sort of a natural part. And I know we, we were discussing before, like we aren't going to share the actual WAM model, but I think I just did. So yeah. that's OK. Well, if, you, if you have the piece of paper in front of you, you can just hold it up for people and they can they can freeze. Am frame. I allowed to do that? I, go go I, for it. Go I, for I, it. I could actually sh- add, attach it to the word. We can get in the there, camera there. There we go. And back a Wham. little back towards you. Can you read it? Yep. 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 People can freeze frame right there and get it all. Cool. Plus, it looks pretty over my face. Yeah. And that was and that was wham without the H. So that was an old model. This is an old this is from June of probably what would that have been? 2017 or 18. Mm. So um, so it's the thing when we start coaching someone, we what we want to understand 
essentially is where do they want to go? Where are they now? And what's the first thing that's getting in their way? Not what's the big thing that's getting in their way or what the thing is that will get in their way, but what is holding them back, stopping them, slowing them down at this moment. And it's tricky for two reasons. One is we forget to ask. Right. And it's not and it's not something it's something that changes. It's very uh, dynamic. So at any given moment, we want to be knowing not only, OK, the person wants to lose 150 pounds and get normal A1C. We always want to be playing the game for the end game of the of the the current obstacle, whatever level they're on right now. We want to be working towards that. So if someone's problem is skill, we don't want to be working on motivation. And especially if the problem is skill, we don't want to be working on self-efficacy because the last thing you want to do is give someone false self-efficacy. Right. You don't want the six year old to get in the car and start driving because they don't know how to do it. May not even be able to reach the pedals. <laughs> right. So and the other reason that, you know, that I, can, I can share it is that I, we see coaches all the time just forgetting. Um, they know the big picture, but you can get really lost in the weeds. And I get lost in the weeds in coaching conversations all the time. Like, I'm not sure what to do in a given moment. So, if, you know, if coaches are watching this and they're like, yeah, that happens to me sometimes. Like, I'm just sort of stuck. Mm -hmm. And that's a good moment to reflect on. Where are we in this diagram? What is keeping the next step from from happening? So I wonder if you, you, know, you probably have some examples or. Well, I mean, you know, just like real quick, when you mention the idea of getting stuck like that, I, I you know, it just pops into my head the number of times that we've gone through, especially going through like courses where we're training coaches and we're doing a practice coaching session and all of a sudden everybody's stuck. I'm like, oh, what do we ask? And one of the first questions that Howard will jump in with is, well, where are they at? <laughs> you know, what what part of the wham are that are we working on? Are, you know, is the, is the difficulty here? That they don't have, they have a lack of motivation that they're it's is it self efficacy is it just that they completely don't know how to do the thing and uh, um, and that often taking that pause to actually consider this is often what kind of breaks through for the coach on oh okay here's kind of a direction that I can take the conversation right and so, so. the the reason this is valuable is that we coaches love to work in two different areas. We love to work on want to and can. So motivation and the trilogy of strategy, tactics and, and skills. Right. And so depending on your mood or your training, everything can look like a you know, strategy, tactics or skills problem or mm -hmm. everything can look like, uh, well, they don't really want to do it bad enough. So let's remind them what's your big why? Or tell me what, what would happen if you don't do this? And there's a place for that. But the longer you're going, the less it's likely. So I'll, 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 I'll give a general rule of thumb here. The less it's likely to be a motivation issue, but it's the more it's likely to be a follow through issue where it's just hard to do the thing 
for a, for any number of reasons. And if, you know, if we know it's follow through, then we can explore in that moment. Let's let's do let's dive in. And what's stopping you? Let's imagine. Tell me about the last time you were going to do it and didn't or imagine you're about to do it. What comes up for you? So, for example, if we're if we're taking, you know, um, someone wants to have a discussion with their spouse about the fridge. Right. Like so the issue is they're eating poorly because of all this food in the house and especially in the fridge that they, you know, right there. The fridge is full of this food. There's not enough room for the healthy stuff or the other stuff is just easier to cook and more convenient and tastier and more familiar and everyone else is doing it. And so we can go around and around with that client on the conversation. But there are if we look at that, the, the wham pyramid, the different stages, it could be any like what I've told you doesn't tell us what the what the problem is. Right, so. Yeah, I'm actually like I was actually as you were telling that I was like I was sitting there I'm like yeah let's see what's going to be the problem for this person. <laughs> right, we we don't know like maybe yeah. so it's probably not motivation. Right, it's probably not. No, I kind of yeah forget it. I don't actually want to lose weight. I you know my mistake. See ya. Right, <laughs> but but if we if we go to motivation, then we'll say well you know obviously the problem is they don't want it enough to do something hard. And so we pump them up, get them all motivated. And then an hour later, the motivation wanes and they still don't want to do the hard thing. Right. Or they're so motivated that they do it really inelegantly. Right. So let's go up one level to self-efficacy. Yeah. You know, they may feel like, you know, Kevin, do you do you feel competent, confident that you can have that conversation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could be tough. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't I, you know, I tried yeah. to have this conversation once and it didn't go well. Right. So they don't feel the same way that I do. You know, the rest of the people in the house don't feel the same way I do about those things right. in the fridge. And <laughs> right. So now we know it's, it's there's a self-efficacy component to it. And the question is, why is there a self-efficacy component? So now we then go, we can jump around. Like, do they not know what to say? Right. It's possible that if you just give them a, a script. Right, like start with this sentence or here are the five points you're trying to get across. Right, like, you know, and we teach at Wellstart the idea of the transformation conversation from change anything like five steps. You print, people print it out. They're very often empowered. Oh, I see how, how I can have this conversation. You know, there's a great book called How to Have a Good Day by uh, Caroline Webb. That's all about how to talk to people and how to talk to yourself in a brain friendly ways. So she's got all these scripts and things. I love them. Right. That could give me self-efficacy if I'm if you know, like she taught me how to criticize. She said instead of saying, here's what I like and here's what I don't like. You say, here's what I like and what I'd like even more is. <laughs> and then the person's like, oh, OK, so now it's easy for me to say to someone, you know, here's what I think you, you could be doing better. What I'd like more is and it's, it feels good to say and people smile. And right. So all I needed was the script, the tactics. Right? But, you know, and and. 
you know, or even just the strategy, and then I can extrapolate the tactics. Or I might have to practice it, right? So in that, if it's a skill, it, skill deficit, like when I'm in the conversation, like I know what to do, but in the moment, I freak out. Just like when I was teaching, you know, my kids to drive, occasionally we come, we roll up to a red light and they slam on the gas instead of the <laughs> brake because they always the safest option. <laughs> yeah, just get through that intersection. Yeah, no, nothing. Can't hear me if I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little terrifying, right? But it's like in the moment they may not have the skill to maintain composure. So in that case, the goal, the the coaching session can turn into a role play. We're going to practice the skill. Um, very often, I would say 95% of the time in health coaching, the issue is going to be follow through. And the follow through issue is because doing the thing is going to make them face a feeling that they would rather not face, that they would do almost anything not to face and have been doing, you know, the junky eating, the playing video games, the endless scrolling of Instagram, whatever, whatever their addictions is to not feel the feeling that they're going to feel when they have that uncomfortable conversation. Right? And so no amount of motivation or skill is going to help with that. The only, now the skill is to teach them how to feel the feeling. Right? Now, the other, the other thing that can happen if it's a, um, a self-efficacy issue is, so let's say the self-efficacy, and we see this all the time, that people tell us what they think we want to hear. Okay, I've got it. So I'm going to start exercising. What could I do? I could go walking. I don't need to buy new equipment. It's, it's easy. There's a treadmill in my basement, and I could walk outside when it's nice. Great. What are you going to do? I'm going to walk an hour a day, right? Because <laughs> we, we coach, you know, almost everyone we coached was an A student. Yes, <laughs> at some point. Right. So they all want to get A's. And then you check in like, OK, great. You know, when we say we feel good as coaches, like they've really shot, you know, gone, gone for the stars. We great. Well, come back next week. How'd you do? Yeah, I, I did it. Like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't walk at all. And it was the issue was if you we'd asked them, if we checked on self-efficacy and said, how confident are you that you're going to do this? Then they would they would say, you know, and, and, you know, the new language we're using is like, how much would you bet? Right? Would you yeah. bet on yourself? Like if it was real money at stake and then, you know, nah, probably not. So then we can say, well, the self-efficacy issue is a matter of scale. It's a, ma it's a matter of they don't think they can do the thing that they just told you that they wanted to do. So then we get to break it down. How about a one minute walk? You think you can do that? Oh, yeah. Would you bet on that thousand bucks? Great. And then we can figure out what's the number that they would bet on. Well, and I, you know, the thing that I would say there, too, is that we will, uh, you know, may even want to stay at a lower number. I mean, you know, I, I almost would lean toward a lower number than, you know, it's great if you find just that magic number like, oh, it's 15 minutes. They're going to do it and they're going to they're going to get as much as possible out of it. But I'd rather do 12 than 25 mm -hmm. if yeah. 15 was the magic number, because we want them to attain that success. And then they're building even if they do the one minute walk that that Howard mentioned, you know, they're building some form of self-efficacy because they have accomplished what they set out to do, even if it's a very small thing. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's the price is right. 
Yeah. Right. So you want the person who comes closest without going over. Yeah. Right. Or like, or like is bidding and bridge, which I've tried to play once. Right. Like you want to get as close to the right number as possible, but not go over. So it's better to mm -hmm. be conservative. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and the uh, so the other so the thing, you know, like motivation, we're always going to try to motivate people and motivate right. people who need motivating don't really need motivating. So I learned this from Peter Bregman. So the difference between motivation and follow through is that motivation is a thinking problem. Right? Motivation requires thinking differently. Follow through requires not thinking. Oh. Right, like like let's say the thing you want to do is get up at six in the morning and go work out. Mm -hmm. So if we if we work on your motivation at six in the morning, OK, what are you going to tell yourself? Why is this important? What's your affirmation? What are you going to look at on, you know, on your phone? What image are you going to have? What? Right. Then we're asking them to think. If we say 6 a.m. alarm goes off, don't think do. Mm -hmm. right. Or alarm is on the other end of the room, so you don't get to think. <laughs> right. And that's why if we say, you know, you got to work out for an hour, it's really mm -hmm. hard not to think negative things about that. But if it's for a minute, right. You build the habit of do. OK, I, you know, I can do it. I can do it for a minute. And now they're mm -hmm. up. And what percentage of the time would you say that when we coach people to do the bare minimum, the ridiculous minimum, like we've coached people to walk to the mailbox and back. We've coached right. people to drive to the gym, touch the gym door handle and go home. And the next week to walk into the gym, get a drink of water and then go home. Right. So ridiculous stuff. What percentage of people that we we um, get them to do that actually do more? Oh, the person that does more. Yeah. Very close to 100. I mean, I, you know, I, I have one example in my mind of someone you mentioned the walking to the mailbox. And I have one example in my mind of someone that I remember that we said that to. And they're like, oh, great. My mailbox is a half mile down the road. <laughs> and legitimately, that was a reasonable distance for them to, to start out with. So. Yeah, yes, you got it. But gotta other than questions. that, everybody else does more. Right. My mailbox <laughs> is on the top of Kilimanjaro. Yeah. <laughs> but OK. Um, so, you know, all kidding aside, like one of the reasons it's OK to share this is that it's hard to do. It's one of the things coaches forget. And it's one of the first places to look. And, and, you know, I really like our taxonomy. But if a coach has, has a, a different one, uh, like I'm sure there's many different ways to slice this, many different models. It's not like we have the model. We have a model that feels to feels very comprehensive. Uh, we haven't had yeah, to, it's clearly the best. But. Yeah, of course. Well, but, you know, <laughs> we, we haven't had to add anything to it in a couple of years. Like it, it suffices. Right. Yeah. But. The bigger quest, the bigger picture is for the coach who is finding himself adrift, stuck, you know, what we call like chasing the wallpaper bubble. Like, you know, you have these conversations yeah. with clients, and they just keep going around and around and you feel like, ah, it's probably a symptom of not being clear on the current obstacle. And that's all yeah. I got. Yeah. And no, I, I mean, I just think. Uh, kind of like you said there, if you've got a different model that works, the, the thing that I think is so valuable is to have something that's kind of in your back pocket that when you get to that point where you're stuck, 
and you don't know what to do, just having something to go to where you can come up with something that's actually valuable, you know, a direction to go in instead of just, you know, chasing whatever little shiny object that comes up. You know, we talked about the follow through and you said, if you're driving to California and you stop at a restaurant and stay there, um, instead of stopping at every restaurant along the way in their story, if we can actually go, okay, what's, what's going to work or, or what's going to you know point us in the right direction. Right. I also want to caution coaches not to get too fixated on whatever you've come up with because it will change and it yeah. can change moment to moment. Right. So the, the, yeah. the, the, the reason it's valuable is not that it is an infallible diagnostic tool, but that it gets you moving in a direction and uncovers things. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of it, I, I feel like that's a great way to put it, because it's, it's like the conversation. It gives you a way to direct. You know, kind of what are you going to ask next or where is the conversation going to go that tends to make it a little easier to figure out what are the what are the actual steps you're going to take. Right. You know, and also we often find that when we're when we're looking through this lens of what's the obstacle, that there's a time shifting that goes on as well, right? Because the client always thinks that the problem is when they feel the problem. You yeah. Know? So the example I'll give is I've got a uh, so I have, I have an office here that's about 25, 30 feet away from my front door. And I, I teach at night a lot. And I often forget um, about lighting. So I have to walk home in the pitch dark. Um, I have a flashlight here, but it doesn't have a battery. And I think about the battery every time it's 10 o'clock at night and I have to lock up and walk home and I'm going to walk into the magnolia branches. When I never when I don't think about the battery is when I'm at the store that sells the batteries. So so I think the problem is 10 o'clock at night on, on a teaching night. The problem actually is there's no trigger in my environment. So I lack the skill. I lack the ability to buy the battery when I have the opportunity to buy the battery. 3 p.m. at Walmart. <laughs> right. Not 10 in your office. <laughs> so when we when we when we inquire as to what's the sticking point, it often shifts in time as well. And we always want to be helping our clients identify their powerful moments and leverage those in, in service of doing the hard thing Right. So it's easier to eat a good dinner if you have made a good dinner and it's easier to chop vegetables the night before than to chop the vegetables and make the dinner when you're when you've just come home at 6 p.m. and you're tired and stressed. Mm -hmm. Right. So so when yeah, I keep having the, the example for me pop into my head of you, know, you talk about having the stuff in the fridge and that's always a big one for me is like if I've got whatever dark chocolate or uh they make Justin's makes these cashew butter covered cashews. Justin can rot in hell. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that evil. <laughs> I mean, have you had the cashew butter covered cashews? They're insane. They're too good. But, you know, if those are in my fridge, I'm way mm. more likely to take a handful of those and eat them or a bag full. And. <laughs> You know, but the, but like you said, the problem is not, oh, I opened up the fridge and saw those and ate them right now. I mean, that's its own thing. But if I never bought them or never put them in the fridge or never opened them, you know, I've got bag, you know, a couple of bags of those that are just in the pantry, not open, and they can sit there for mm -hmm. weeks on end if they're not open. 
So for me, even just putting something in the fridge, having it open already package, where it's easy to just grab a bite of something, right? way more likely to do it. So I think that's a good topic for another one about the the critical five seconds. Mm. Right. So that people yeah. think they have a global problem, but it's usually a five second problem if, yeah. we, if we identify. So let's let's uh, let's put that on the the agenda for a future uh, podcast conversation. Sounds good. I like it. All right. Well, I hope this was helpful to folks. Yeah. Um, you know, new things going on, Howard, that that we need to mention. Do you have any thoughts? Um, exciting. No. Launched it. Oh, the podcast, yes. and all that stuff. So, oh, I see where you're getting at. Yeah. Yes, the podcast um, so is like launched. The, it is. It's official. It's going. Um, not not just the YouTube and find us on our website. So, um, we definitely want to thank everybody who's been been checking it out. Feel free to tell a friend, subscribe, mm-hmm. rate us on the iTunes and Stitcher and all those places where you like to listen. Um, and, and you know that stuff really helps us out as we're getting it started. Um, so. Just to let you know, this week has been kind of, uh, of course, we're recording this on Thursday. It'll be out on Friday. Uh, so this will be episode number 15. So this week we've put out an episode every day just to kind of have a big, exciting launch and give you guys a whole bunch of uh, information and episodes to start with. And then we'll kind of cut it down a little bit and not be not be quite every day after this. Right. We, we want to we want to be special in your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah and, we, don't, we don't want to set an expectation either of ourselves making five of these a week. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just to you know to be to be coachy about it. If you would tell one other person that you think would be interested in this podcast, then we would. If everyone did that, we would double our reach, um, which would be awesome. Um, be or you could tell thirty-seven people, uh, but. There's probably a more of a follow through uh, success rate with tell, just telling one. So, yeah, yeah. And we would be immensely grateful um, if you would do that. I mean, you know, obviously that helps out us out with, you know, really just kind of getting a little bit of uh, oomph behind this thing. But but, you know, our goal here really is to be able to spread this information and help to improve coaching as a profession and, and help to improve the lives of all the people who are being coached as well. Um, if there's anything that we can do to contribute to that, we'd love to. And one way to do that is if people are listening. Absolutely. As my, as my grandfather, who is a Yiddish actor, conductor, band leader, and composer used to say, you know what the conductor can do with his baton if the orchestra doesn't show up. (laughs) So we, uh, we, I thought, I see, I thought you were going to say he was a train conductor. Oh, striped pajamas and everything. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, none of us have ever had an honest job in my family. Ah. <laughs> That's all right. That keeps things interesting. Sometime we'll have to tell you about all the fun and interesting jobs we've had. <laughs> all right. So so we t- right. take it out with uh, some George Michael. I gotta have faith, faith, faith. I gotta have faith. Wham. All right. See see you next time, Kevin. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
I hope you found that helpful. So if you'd like to become a health coach, or maybe you already are a health coach and you'd like some additional training and more skills, or perhaps you're a health professional, a doctor, nurse, dietitian, etc., who would like to be able to influence your patients more effectively, again, check it out, wellstartcoach.com. All right, have a great day.